Finding time to practice consistently can sometimes be a real challenge. Carving out chunks of the day to intentionally focus on developing and getting better at our instrument with as few distractions as possible, I think is something that every musician has struggled to deal with at some stage in their development. But say you do actually find yourself with five to 10 minutes to practice. When you sit down though, you end up just feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed at all of the things that you wanna do, you really don't know where to start. This can be super discouraging. Today, I wanna to share with you how I approach maximizing practice results with minimal time available, and I think that some of these tactics are gonna be a lot easier to implement than you might imagine. Let's get into it. What's up everyone, welcome to Drummer's Perspective. My name is Ben Todd and I'm here to help broaden your scope of what's possible as a drummer. Thanks so much for checking out the video today, whether you're watching here on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, I really appreciate you wherever you're coming in from. If you are here on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, that really, really does help me out. Before we get too far into things though, I wanna offer you a free gift right at the start and today that's my five tips to improve how you play with backing tracks PDF guide. Now when we use backing tracks in a practice situation, we can work on so many things all at once within our playing and they can be super, super useful. Things like time, feel, groove, musical versatility, playing different styles, creative ideas. They really can do a lot for us if we use them the right way. Unfortunately though, we can also waste so much precious practice time if we're just jamming and shedding along to tracks and, and not really paying much attention of using them in the right way. In this guide, I share with you the top five things that I'm always super conscious of when I'm playing along with backing tracks, whether that be in a practice situation, in a live show environment, or in a studio environment. Whenever I'm asked to record drum tracks from my home studio, I'm essentially sent a fully formed backing track from the artist or client where my job is to create the most musically cohesive, dynamic, and grooving drum part that I can with this pre-existing track. Now, if you're not aware of some of the concepts and techniques that I talk about in this guide, you can just be in your own little world and really have a big sense of disconnection between what you're actually playing and the track itself. So, if this sounds interesting to you, head on over to drummersperspective.com slash five track tips and download that free PDF guide right now. Everyone is busy, right? Whatever situation you're in in life, there's always something that's trying to pull our attention and focus away from potential practice time. Now, as a musician, I know that this can be super frustrating at some point. For me at the moment, I'm currently on tour with a show, sometimes playing it up to 10 times a week, which means I'm physically getting a lot of time on the drums, but because of the busy show schedule, I get pretty minimal time to actually practice anything that's not the show music. Now, our current schedule allows us a 30-minute sound check every day. Now, usually we only use about five to 10 minutes of this sound check to make sure everything's working, play something quick from the show, and the rest of the time I can use to practice. So at the moment, I roughly get 20 to 25 minutes to practice on a good day. Now, I say on a good day because this can change. You know, if something comes up where we have to rehearse something new that's gonna go into the show that night, or we have to record something for marketing or PR, or if there is actually a technical issue that we need to fix, then sometimes this practice time can get reduced a lot. And sometimes I actually get no time at all to practice. Now, granted, most days I do get about 20 to 25 minutes, which is something, but it's not a lot. 
especially if I you know really want to work on a concept or develop an idea that just takes time to get deep with and really focus on the nitty-gritty details of something and this is on top of any kind of maintenance practice that I do on a daily basis as well now over my years of touring I've tried multiple different practice setups away from the show equipment to try and make me feel like I can practice and not have to rely on just playing the drums that are physically on stage which can be a real pain to try and schedule time when things are happening on stage training wise during the day or after the show. Now this has ranged everywhere from multiple different practice pad setups in my room to buying an electronic drum kit just to have in my room and play with headphones to renting out multiple different rehearsal facilities and practice rooms in the different cities that I went to. I think the setup that was working the best for me for a long time was actually when I bought a small entry level drum kit and set it up in the back of one of the spare trucks that we have on site. Now this setup worked most of the time because it allowed me to play essentially whenever I wanted on a real kit and not disturb too many people. But when we went to Moscow and it was minus 30 degrees or when we went to Phoenix, Arizona and it's plus 40 degrees outside, it certainly didn't make for the most comfortable practice environment. Right now, my current approach is just to try and maximize all of the time that I have available to me on any given day. Now, unfortunately, because I don't know how much time that's going to be on a day-to-day -day basis, I need to have a plan that allows me to jump in quickly and focus, wasting as little time as possible, whilst also staying flexible and adjustable enough to change with the different times that I have available on a day-to-day -day basis. Basically, I have three approaches that I implement when I'm trying to maximize short chunks of practice time and get the absolute most out of that time that I can. Now, these approaches also help me to focus really quickly and waste as little time as possible and avoid just trying to figure out what I should work on and play when I sit down. Alongside this, they help me to focus on long-term goals and not get discouraged when I only have five, 10 or 15 minutes to practice. Now the main point, I think, when you're trying to get the most out of short chunks of practice time is to have a plan. Now, I can't stress how important this is enough. Before I started thinking about what I was gonna practice and play when I got into the practice room, I was just wasting so much time, you know, shedding, playing licks, playing comfortable grooves, warming up but not really warming up, really not achieving anything. And, you know, most of the time before I knew it, my practice time was finished and I ended up leaving the session not really achieving anything productive at all. Now over a long period of time this can be really really discouraging and detrimental to how you think about practice. It certainly doesn't set you up for success the next time you have time to go and practice because you start thinking like I don't know what to work on, I'm just going to end up shedding and jamming and, and not actually achieving anything. If you just spend a few minutes, even as you're walking to your practice session, you know, going through a list of things you might want to work on, you'd be really surprised at how much more quickly you can get into a focused state of playing. Now my current plan for short practice sessions is basically whatever time I have available, I'll split it in half. And I'll dedicate the first half to what I call maintenance practice. And I'll explain what I think maintenance practice is a little bit later on in the video and the second half to something new. So say if I have 10 minutes to practice, I dedicate five minutes to maintenance practice and five minutes to something new. If I have 20 minutes to practice, I dedicate 10 minutes to maintenance practice and 10 minutes to something new. Now it's really important that you don't try and cover too much in short sessions 
because you end up just skimming the surface on on a multitude of different things and not really giving yourself time to to get deep and detailed with anything this plan is really really working well for me because it's super simple and flexible and adjustable enough for me to be able to quickly figure out how much time I'm going to spend on each thing and not waste time trying to dedicate and schedule time to different parts of my playing that I want to work on. Every day there's exercises that I know I want to do and every day I want to be challenged and work on something new. So by just splitting my time in half, this really allows me to do that. It allows me to feel like I'm making progress in multiple areas of my playing on a day-to-day -day basis, but also gives me time to get, you know, a little deeper and detailed just by focusing on two different things and not, you know, seven, eight, ten different areas that I might want to work on. Now, what I mean by maintenance practice is just the basic foundational core elements of being a great drummer that we should all continue to work on as much as possible. You know, things like having great time, great feel, practicing with a click, basic coordination stuff, you know, foot ostinatos and rudiments over the top, that kind of thing. Those are the things that we should all continue to work on as much as we possibly can as drummers. I know there's certain exercises and things that I do every time I get to practice that I really see the benefits of over a long period of time. And it's really, really important as drummers that we, that we continue to work on that stuff. So I'm gonna be doing an entire video about the my favorite maintenance practice exercises that I do with a click a little bit later on. But for now, I'll just give you one recommendation that I find really, really useful and beneficial every single day, and that's to get the Gap Click app by Benny Greb. When I started using this app, it really improved my time dramatically, uh, you know, using it every day. Basically, you can, you know, pre-program bars and beats of silence. So, you know, you can have one bar click, one bar silence, or one bar click, two bar silence, three bar silence, I think up to eight bar silence, uh, and a multitude of other features that this app has. So, just a quick tip, if you don't have the Gap Click app, go and grab that now. It's super, super cool. Now there's something new in my practice session, might be a new groove that I want to work on, a new style, learn a new song, a new lick or a phrase or, or something like that. But I really try and narrow it down as much as I can and, and not try and be too broad with, with this part of my practice session. It's really important, as I said, to not try and cover too much in these short sessions because you can end up just doing a little bit of too many things and not allowing yourself to actually get anywhere with you know just a couple of simple things in a practice session i've really found that having this kind of approach of just focusing on on you know maximum two things for a short practice session is really really beneficial over a long period of time and you got to remember that one percent rule even if you're just getting one percent better every day you know over an extended period that really really adds up now the second thing that's really helped me out in these short practice sessions is to be keeping a practice journal. Now this really has two benefits, but the main one that I've found you know, continually surprising is at the end of a practice session I'll write down what I did and the next time that I go to practice I can you know, look back on what it was I was working on in the last session and have a visual cue and reminder of not only what I was working on but of my headspace in that moment when I was writing that down. It's really surprising how much of an effect that they can have 
when you see your own handwriting and in your own terminology and own words of what you are working on, that can really help to bring you back in the headspace of how you were, you know, during that last practice session. Now, especially like for short periods of time where you have to be able to, you know, focus really quickly and waste as little time as possible, this little trick, you know, has been very, very useful and beneficial to me to allow me to, to get back into that headspace uh, of picking up kind of where I left off from the last session. Of course, alongside of this, you know, another benefit of keeping a practice journal is that you're able to keep a, a list of all the things that you've worked on over a long period of time. And, you know, when you practice, it's kind of an intangible act. You know, you can spend 15 minutes, an hour, three hours practicing and then leave and not physically have anything to show for it, so to speak. Now, if you're the kind of person that, you know, benefits from that kind of thing of having a, a physical, tangible thing that you can, you know, hold and look at as a record of your achievements, uh, then a practice journal can be a really, really cool thing for that because after a period of time, you can look back you know, at all of the things that you worked on and ticked off and feel like, you know, these are your little mini badges of honor of, of things that you've been able to accomplish. Alongside of this, if you're able to record yourself, you know, working on something new in, in the something new part of your um, practice time or even the foundational part of your practice time and then record yourself again, you know, one week, two week two weeks, a month later, this can be a really cool way to do that too. Because I know with short sessions, you can finish the session and feel like you didn't really get anything done. But a really great way to, to keep you on track and, and help you hear that you have actually been developing and progressing is to record yourself. Now, I don't suggest you do this every day and listen back every day, especially with short chunks of time. But you know, if you record yourself one day and then listen to your progress a month later or six months later, you can get a real sense of, of you have developed and achieved something in that time. Now the third tactic that I've found to be really, really useful and beneficial when I only have short chunks of time to practice is to work from what I call a practice playlist. Now this can be on any kind of music streaming service that you might use, whether it's Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube Music, it really doesn't matter. But it's basically just a playlist of songs that you curate with a really, really wide variety of styles, things that you enjoy playing, things that are challenging to play, things that you want to learn how to play, things that are interesting, things that you hear, you know, somewhere and you think, oh, I really want to learn how to play that, you know, put it all in there. And, and basically, if you only have, you know, five minutes or even a couple of minutes to play something and you want to play something and either enjoy playing it or potentially be challenged by it you can just put on this practice playlist and play along to whatever comes up now when you're in a practice session and you do this you know it's best just to not look at what's going to come up because that really helps to push your musical you know stylistic versatility and adaptability quickly uh, and it also allows you you know when a song comes on that you really enjoy playing to to have a great time with it too so yeah, this is a, a tactic that I've been using for, for quite a while now. And you know, sometimes I'll get to the end of a session and only have like a few minutes left and be like, ah, oh, I don't really know what to, to work on now or start you know, developing. So I'll just pull up the practice playlist and put it on shuffle and whatever comes on, I'll, I'll 
play along with. Now, yeah, it's really important to not make the playlist too uh, easy for you, I suppose. Like, don't put, you know, too many songs in there that you can play really well and, you know, aren't challenging and that kind of thing. You really get the biggest benefit out of it if you have a mix of material and styles that you're maybe not so comfortable with or things that you know you want to work on or know are going to be challenging. Put all that kind of stuff in there because the more of that that's in there, the more benefit you're going to get out of using this tool of, of, of a practice playlist. So yeah, I really highly suggest that as another tactic to get the most out of short chunks of practice time. Now the last thing I'll say when we're talking about practicing and developing with only minimal time available to you is that it's super important to keep your goals long term. I know from personal experience it can be super discouraging when you only have five or ten minutes to practice on a given day. You can feel like you're not improving at all and it takes you a really really long time to feel or see any kind of progression or development in your playing. Now this is normal even if you have long chunks of time when you can practice. You know you're so in your own world of development that you lose track of how far you've actually come. That's why, as I said before, it's really important if you can to be able to record yourself. Say, if you know that you're only going to be able to practice five or 10 minutes each day for the next you know, month or six months or something like that, a really great idea is to record yourself you know, in that first practice session working on either your maintenance stuff or, or some new ideas, and then record yourself periodically over the next six months you know check in you know a month later and two months later and and listen back and I know you'll be really surprised at just how far you do develop even if it doesn't feel like it you know having five or ten minutes you can feel like you're not actually getting anything done but trust me as I said before even if you're just getting one percent better each day it can make all the difference in the long run so there you go, that's a quick overview of how I'm currently trying to approach getting the absolute most out of the short practice time that I have available to me on a day-to-day -day basis. I really hope it's inspired you to rethink how you currently practice and, and hopefully get a little bit more out of the time that you have available. But please, I'd love to hear from you. If you're in a similar situation where you only have minimal practice time to, to play each day and you found some concepts and ideas and techniques that are working for you, please put them in the comments below. I'd really, really appreciate reading them. And I know a lot of other drummers out there would appreciate hearing some other thoughts and ideas as well. Thanks so much again for being here. Head on over to drummersperspective.com, sign up to the mailing list, and I'll see you next time on Drummer's Perspective. Mm -hmm.